0: Episode of the Columbia Basin Herald Studio Basin Podcast is brought to you by the Moses Lake Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber works to help businesses in and around Moses Lake flourish through networking opportunities, member to member savings for products and services, and connecting businesses with the resources that they need to make Moses Lake a wonderful place to live, work, and play. For more information, visit moseslake.com or call the Chamber at 509 765 7888. Again, that's five. Oops, that's 509-765-7888. Hi,
1: everybody. Welcome back to the Studio Basin Podcast. My name is Ian Babona. I'm the sports reporter here with the Columbia Basin Herald. I'm joined pretty much as always by uh, reporter, <laughs> senior reporter Cheryl Schweitzer. And we have an uh, a, a, uh, ill-frequent uh, <laughs> guest here <laughs> on, the, uh, on, this, on the podcast. We have our staff writer and paginator Joel Martin. Joel, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing all right. It's a Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm, definitely. That's not too bad at all. Nope. Could <laughs> be a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Cheryl, I know we had some news this week about the Quincy Valley yes. Medical Center. We might see some things coming up Yes.
0: Um, people in Quincy know that the, there's a new hospital going up. It's, up until now, kind of been hidden behind the fence. The fence had a visual barrier and you couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. But that is supposed to change beginning early next week when the walls start going up. You'll Mm -hmm. see the structural steel peeking up over the fence. Um, They were talking, you could start seeing it as early as Monday, we're we're taping on Friday, as Joel said. Mm -hmm. Um, You could see it as early as Monday, but you will see, at least that's the hope, you will see the walls start to go up on the new hospital next week, mm-hmm. which is going to be kind of a big milestone for that project. There's still a long way to go, but the walls is going up.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. You mentioned how big of a milestone It feels like we've been talking about this since at least I got here. Yeah. And I don't know how long before that. Well, yeah.
0: the, they passed a bond 2022, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about it since then. Yeah. Broke ground last Farmer Consumer Awareness Day, which is last September. Um, The little kid across the street is still asking when you will be able to see the project going on. Um, People who were at the event remember the little guy came dressed in his construction costume (laughs) and helped at the groundbreaking, Mm -hmm. got to dig a couple shovels of dirt. So the little guy across the street will be able to see those walls start going up. Mm -hmm. So it is a big deal for the city of Quincy and the residents of the hospital district.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then uh, I know we have a story about uh, the EFRETA... Yes,
0: EFRETA, City of EFRETA has got a new system for its water billing, Mm -hmm. water, sewer, garbage, utility Mm -hmm. billing as they call it, Um, which is not... uh, This came up at the EFRETA City Council meeting this week, and it's one of those works in progress at this moment. So people may get a handwritten receipt for their water statement, just because they're not completely, the system isn't completely set up yet. Mm-hmm. That's going to change over a few days, but for a little while, when you pay your bill for the month of January, and for the month of February, for the month of January, however they do it in Euphreda, Um you may get a handwritten receipt back just like it was
2: 1963. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine water rates have gone up a bit since then, I wouldn't probably. <laughs>
1: Definitely. in
0: other ways it is definitely not 1963
1: <laughs> <laughs> definitely awesome uh, and
0: then one more the city of Moses Lake is working on a project to replace its water meters mm-hmm. in order to kind of give people a feel for how much they um, are actually using um, and the council voted um, on Tuesday to, or the council discussed on Tuesday, I don't know if they voted, but the council discussed on Tuesday applying for a grant to help pay for that. It would be a 50-50 match, so the city would pay a million, the grant would be a million, which would help with that project. And um, water use is a big deal everywhere in this valley, including Moses Lake, Mm -hmm. and They've been trying to find ways to get a better handle on it and reduce some use if they can. That's been going on for two or three years. This should help, Mm -hmm. according to city officials.
1: Definitely. A lot of water news this week. Yes. (laughs) As much as
0: it rained, there darn well should be. Yeah. Oh, there's still puddles everywhere around my apartment. It is supposed to rain again next week. Okay. So, Wish it
1: was snow. (laughs)
0: Snow is supposedly coming, possibly the first part of February.
1: Ooh, I'm excited. I'll (laughs) have to mark it on my calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Joel, I know you have a couple stories to kind of talk about today. What do you got?
2: Well, your your mention of the weather kind of slides right into this one, so to speak. Uh Uh, (laughs) Some school kids in Mattawa had had kind of a scare on Monday when when their bus was hit. Oh, wow. Yeah, it it was foggy and it was icy, and... uh, they were at, at an intersection here at um, on Road O North, Road O Southwest mm-hmm. near Mattawa, mm-hmm. and a pickup ran into them and rolled the bus over. Wow! There were there were 17 kids aboard. 13 of them were, were taken to two different hospitals for the numbers mm-hmm. with injuries, none of which were real life-threatening injuries. Mm-hmm. But it's it and and the driver was also both drivers. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a scary thing all around. It's, mm-hmm. Kind of makes you think about those those roads. Slow down. Yeah, it, it. gotta be Even very
0: it, careful. careful. Even if it doesn't look icy, if it's foggy, it might be. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: it can. And then slightly less uh, frightening news: we, got, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have school levies coming up. We got some school levies on the ballot, and Moses Lakes is uh, increased by about uh, half again. It 50 looks like. Cents. Yeah, fifty cents. It's going up to two dollars per thousand. If it passes, $2 per thousand dollars of assessed property value. And that will be on the February ballot, and I believe there's a few others Yeah, also. there's
0: the whole slew of them. Um, I can't remember all the schools. Wilson Creek, uh, Maddow- or no, not Maddowall. Wilson Creek, uh, Silk Lake, yes they do. Um, thank you cooley Heartline, Elmira, and Warden, and Royal um, also have what they call educational program and operations levy. That money is typically used to plug gaps in funding that the state doesn't pay for, stuff that the state doesn't pay for at all, stuff that school districts want to do more with than the state money allows. Um, along with that, the... Um, most the Waluk School District in Mattawa is running a um, capital levy to do some repairs and replacements to some of their equipment, some of their facilities. They've run that before; it lost the last time, so they're trying it again. And Grant County Fire District Eight, which is in Mattawa, is running a levy for. Um, it's what they call its ma- what they call maintenance and operations, which is every six years they can run this levy, and they're going to. And I think that's all of them. But there's a lot out there. Um, each probably each ballot isn't going to be very big, mm-hmm. but you combine them all together, and there's going to be quite a few.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I see that the um, one of the things prompting the at least the increased levy in Moses Lake is that the state is cutting down on the amount yes. of money that it kicks in for schools.
0: Right. There they did this thing which seems a little weird, but they did it.
2: (laughs) Um, The government did something weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, If your property values are higher, then they kick in a little more because theoretically, it's more difficult for teachers and people to live there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called regionalization. And Moses Lake is one of those districts that are getting a funding cut through that program because Property values are, in relative terms, less here than they are. Theoretically, they cost the cost of living side. is lower, yeah. Right. And that's one of the places where um, the school district wants to kind of make up some of that money that they're losing.
1: Interesting.
0: So.
1: Awesome. Okay. Is that going to do it for, uh, that for our That is going to do it for our new segment I think, today. I think that's the news. All righty
0: the only thing missing is the sound of a teletype there (laughs) the next segment of the studio basin podcast is brought to you by seuss gift boutique at 212 west 3rd avenue in moses lake stop by seuss to explore a variety of items including ladies apparel candles hopo purses items for instance infants sorry ilse Jacobson shoes and jewelry stop in and support a columbia basin business with local roots and she's got some pretty cool stuff in there Mm-hmm. I've been in there a time or two.
1: Absolutely. Your mom
0: would like it, I bet.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> next time they visit, we'll have to, we'll have to take her by Sue's. <laughs> okay.
0: So, Ian, what's going on in sports?
1: Well, there's a lot going on. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll go in chronological order from the last time we recorded. Okay. So, last Friday, I was up in Cooley City for the Elmira Cooley Heartline Boys and Girls Basketball Games. Uh, the girls started with their game first. Um, Mary Walker led uh, 2-0 in the first 10 seconds on their first possession And then they didn't score another basket for the next 12 minutes of the game Wow, okay uh, Over that <laughs> That's good <time, her> defense <laughs> Yeah, over that time ACH put up, I think it was a 34-2 lead over that span Ooh. And it was just kind of one of those games where it was just flat-out dominance mm-hmm. uh, The Warriors ended up winning 60-8 over Mary Walker Mary Walker isn't having the best of years And they're missing a couple players during that game but that's just a real real good win for the Warriors, kind of get back uh, get back on track after a, a loss to Curlew earlier that week uh, to, by two points, who uh, Curlew was the league leading team. I oh, think they're 15-1 okay. and one or 15-2 and two, uh, during that game, so uh, good for them to get back on track. The Warrior girls are 9-2 and two in the Northeast 1B League, so okay. they're having a pretty good year, and I'm yeah. excited to see kind of where they go once districts come around. Which uh, is coming up, we should say. It is. It definitely is. Uh, later that night, the boys ended up getting a sixty-one to forty-five win over Mary Walker. Uh, I was watching them during Mar- during uh, during warmups in between games. Mary Walker is a very tall team, yeah. and ACH to, to put it nicely, they don't have a, they don't have that much height. Okay, <laughs> uh, but they do have. Uh, they did have some physical rebounding and really physical team defense that allowed the Warriors to hold Mary Walker to forty-five points. Which at wow. the time was the fewest that they had scored all season. Okay. Uh, two okay. days, a day or two later, they ended up scoring 43 points. So, okay. we'll say the Warriors started that trend, <laughs> and holding them to uh, under 50. Uh, but yeah, it was a good win for the for the ACH boys. They've had kind of a, a difficult year dealing with some injuries here and there throughout the year. So it was good to see them get a win. Okay. And I believe that win was the third or fourth in a row for them. So uh, that was last week, and I think They're they lost a game or two time. since then, okay, but. Well. Yeah. <laughs> not, they're not, they're <laughs> yeah. Not well, they lost to they lost to, Welpenet, to it, who is uh, a very good program. Okay. I believe they won the state championship last year. Okay. Um, and that was on the road. So, uh, right. we'll see. Uh, we'll see how they do this week. I know this is the last couple of games of the regular season for both the ACH boys and girls programs. So, what yeah. district's coming around? i ex- Anyone can go on a run. You know, you never mm-hmm. know. And then uh, last weekend we had a lot of wrestling tournaments around the area. Uh, just me personally I started the day in Quincy then drove to Ritzville then drove to Othello and then drove home so there's <laughs> a lot of time spent in the car on, uh, on Saturday but uh, I started the day at the Matt Animal Invitational up at Quincy where the Othello Huskies came out on top scoring 241 team points uh, rounding uh, up the local placings afraid it wasn't 6 with 157 points Royal was in 10th with 94 points. Warden was in 11th with 92 And a half. and Walu placed 17th in the tournament. It was a really cool tournament. Uh, a lot of state veterans, state placers in brackets. Uh, I was talking with the Quincy head coach, Breck Webley. After the tournament, he was saying there's over 300 wrestlers there. Wow. Uh, really cool environment. You know, they've got the four four mats in the main gym at Quincy. And then in the auxiliary gym, they've got another two mats in there. So that was really cool to see. And then uh, going over to Ritzville, where the Broncos placed third with 106 and a half points, and the Ach Warriors placed fourth with 96 and a half points. Both teams had a lot of representation in the finals. Uh, I believe uh, Lynn Ritzville Jr. Gabriel Smith was the lone champion of the tournament wow. of our local teams. Um, but both teams had a good amount of placers get there. Uh, And it looks like both teams are getting a little healthier as the postseason rolls around, and that's really good to see. And then wrapping up the day at the Lady Husky Invitational, where Othello placed second with 197 points, Quincy placed fourth with 128.5 points, Royal placed seventh with 103.5 points, Warden placed eighth with 92.5, Freda placed 11th with 79, and Moses Lake placed 12th with 69 points that was a really cool environment. Uh, there was Isn't a couple, that fun? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for them, they had, they actually, it was supposed to be a two-day tournament, uh, but with some weather concerns, uh, they ended up canceling the first day. They had a couple of teams. All of these tournaments had a couple of teams that backed out the last second just because of the weather concerns. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you're driving two to three, maybe four hours to get to a tournament. Um, but they ended up having to cancel that first day. But I'm glad they got to do the, uh, on Saturday uh, kind of uh, ended up making it work out on uh, shifting into a one-day tournament, but yeah, it was really cool. Athel had, I think it was three or four wrestlers make the finals, including one champion. And I was there for the finals matches and hearing everyone in the gym get behind their uh, their hometown Huskies uh, yeah. it was really cool to see. And then uh, moving on to a little more wrestling okay. on, uh, on wrestling one... and more wrestling. Yes, it's <laughs> that time of year. Uh, Moses Lake held their final duels of the season. The girls lost fifty-four to twenty-four and the boys won 32-30. They were both wrestling against Davis. Uh, The girls, uh, the wins were all by pins by freshman uh, Camila Martinez, senior Ashley Naranjo, uh, sophomore Reese Prescott, and senior Gabriela Vela. Uh, It was kind of like, when I was talking to their head coach, David Perales, yesterday, on Thursday, he was mentioning how it's kind of, the script's been flipped from last year, where last year Moses Lake had a lot of senior veteran Mm -hmm. Wrestlers would have been in the program for a long time. Now it's a good mix of uh, young first year wrestlers, while Davis and Sunnyside, they've got the the more upper experience. Okay. So uh, Moses Lake finished the year third in the big nine with a four and two record with their that's losses. Pretty good, though. Yeah, that's not too bad at all. Um, with their losses coming to Davis and earlier in the year losing to Sunnyside. Uh, for the boys, um, they uh, they won the duel 32 to 30 came down to the 215 pound bout which uh, biter yeah uh, which ended <laughs> in a win uh freshman Moses Lake freshman Eli Anderson won a three to one decision uh, that pushed the because there was a forfeit in the heavyweight match okay. where Moses Lake forfeited they ended they entered that uh, 215 pound match I think it was 28 to 24 in favor of Moses Lake. They got that three points that pushed it to clinching. and then the, the last point came on a unsportsmanlike on conduct by davis so that's Ooh. how they that's yeah. that 32 okay. to 30 mark um but yeah moses lake finished second in the big nine uh after thursday's uh duel between Sun- sunnyside and davis if davis had won there would have been a three-way tie including moses lake on top of the big nine okay. But Sunnyside won I think it was like 49 to 15 so okay. they handled that one pretty handedly <laughs> um, but yeah um, and then last thing we had a couple athletes of the week recognized yeah. by the WIAA uh, Quincy sophomore Pierce beerlink uh, he had a couple couple good games last week uh, including against Cascade of Leavenworth he scored 41 points uh, he he hit 11 three pointers which tied or which was the Second most in Quincy basketball program history. No doubt. And then uh, two days later, he followed it up with a double double against Kashmir. I think it was 14 points and 10 rebounds. So pretty good week yeah, week for Pierce Beerling. Yeah. And a uh, quick shout out to the Quincy Jackrabbits. I was at their game uh t- or Thursday night. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, uh, Quincy beat Kashmir 70 to 49. They won the CTL for the third straight year. And senior Julian Ibarra scored his thousandth point. So, okay. you can read all about that uh, all about that game in uh, Monday's copy Monday's of the Herald. Monday. It was a it was a pretty good game to go to. A lot of, uh, yeah. lot of uh, accomplishments a lot of accomplishments made. Yeah, a fun. and a lot of fun. It was a packed house. So.
0: Oh yeah, Quincy's gotten behind its basketball team. That gym was full.
1: Hmm. Definitely. And then uh, our other athlete of the week by the WIAA was Royal Senior Emma Villa. She has a 28-0 record as of the Thursday release by the WIAA. Uh, She recently was a champion at the Lady Husky Invitational that we just talked about. Uh, She has back-to-back years in the top three in her uh, weight class at the MAP Classic, so I'm excited to see if she can keep that up in her senior year.
0: Yeah, now is she she's not defending state champion or anything?
1: No, she is. She placed second in 2022 and third last year. Oh, okay. Royal had a two-time state champion who graduated last year.
0: Oh, okay. So Wow.
1: Yeah, some good wrestling down in Royal. It
0: is. I've said this before, but it's very interesting how quickly um, girls wrestling has gone from zero in this state to mm-hmm. a major sport, at least in the Columbia Basin. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Every school, pretty much every school, has a team, and they do well.
1: Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, if you're uh, <laughs> if you're listening earlier, if you pay attention to our sports schedule, you'll see that the Quincy, I believe it's the Bring Home the Beef uh, girls home, wrestling tournament. Bring Home the
0: Beef for yeah, Bring Home
1: the Beef. Yeah, W. Uh, that's on Saturday. There should be a, a good mix of local girls wrestling teams there. I know I'm going to be there on Saturday, getting some good pictures and. Uh, cool. You can check that out in probably the Tuesday edition of the Herald sometime next week. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, you mentioned earlier how we got districts coming up. Districts for basketball and wrestling start as soon as next week. We've got some of the smaller schools uh, playing their first-round games of their brackets. Uh, late next week, and then we've got district wrestling next weekend as well. So.
0: Okay, it's it's coming and it's here.
1: Yes, definitely. And
0: MAP Classic is dead ahead, and so is the state basketball tournament. Mm-hmm, yeah, and we'll see if anybody makes it.
1: Uh huh. I'm I'm excited to get some of these district games. I hope we have a hope we have some teams make it to the state tournament. I wouldn't mind going to Spokane or Yakima yeah. to go check it see out. See you so. at the dome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. To
0: quote the, to quote the former Othello high school girls coach mm-hmm. <laughs> when we left the, the like the last game before state he's like see you at the dope. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they did
1: absolutely all right awesome. well that's going to do it for sports this week thank y'all all right. for tuning in
0: okay the studio basin podcast is produced by the columbia basin herald a local newspaper serving grant and adams counties in washington state our publisher is Clint schroeder and our regional general manager is bob richardson our managing editor is rob miller and our reporting staff consists of me, senior reporter Cheryl Schweitzer, Joel, staff writer and paginator Joel Martin, Ian Ace, sports reporter <laughs> Ian Havana, and staff writer Gabriel Davis. The Columbia Basin Herald is published five days a week in print and online. The paper's website is www.columbiabasinherald.com. To provide feedback on the paper or the podcast, please email us at editor at ColumbiaBasinHerald.com. And thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.